All right, episode 98 official and official here with Toronto Blue Jays right-handed pitcher Ross Stripling and his co-host of the Big Swing podcast, Cooper Searles, on Electric Episode. A little bit shorter than usual, but it's good stuff. We talk anywhere from juice baseballs to one of the Jays playing at the Rogers Center again to what's Ross Stripling's new walkout song. So you're not going to want to miss this one. And by the way, a little bit of an announcement here. Episode 100, I will have a mullet. 98% of you people said it on Instagram that I should get a mullet, and I'm doing it. Episode 100, Johnny Junto mullet. Now let's tune in to this electric episode with Toronto Blue Jays right-handed pitcher Ross Stripling and his co-host Cooper Searle. Welcome back to Official Unofficial. We're here with two special guests, not one, a two-for-one. The first guest is Cooper Searle's Absolute Electric Factory, Electric Podcast. Those a guy I aspire to be. And the next guest is a pitcher for the wagon, the best team in baseball. The guy's been absolutely carving lately. He's a grizzled vet. It's Ross Stripling. How are we doing, brother? How are we doing, guys? What's the wagon? A wagon is a hockey term here we use in Canada. It's it's when a team is good a team, and when fans are going to start hopping on the bandwagon, we call the team a uh, wagon. So the Yeah, days- Ross, you haven't heard the wagon? A wagon, like, yeah, if you say, like, you know, the uh, the Bucks are a wagon right now. Yeah, like, I don't think I've rolling. ever heard that. Now I know. Yeah. Well, now, you know, and honestly, Ross, I mean, you can't, we kind of have, a, now you have like a little bit of an alliance in the Toronto Blue Jays clubhouse of guys that have come on the show. Like I said, we got Jano, TJ Zoic, Nate Pearson, humble brag, whatever. But that's just something you can bring <laughs> up to the guys now. It's just like, have you been on the show? And it's, it's just a little Bonnie experience. But anyways, Ross, I wanted to talk about the fact that you've been absolutely just putting hitters in your back pocket as of late. I mean, I'm watching it. I'm loving it. Let's go into that. I mean, how good have you been feeling on the mound as of late? Yeah, man, it's 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 been so much better than it was. I promise you that. I mean, it was a grind even going back to last year, you know, where I was just really searching, really struggling, man, because I felt like I was throwing well and had good stuff and I just wasn't getting anybody out. So we kind of went back to the drawing board. We switched up some stuff uh, mechanically, uh, keeping my hands lower because I was dealing with tipping pitches. I was dealing with timing issues, all sorts of stuff. And uh, long story short, just keep my hands in the same place, whether I'm in in the windup or pitching out of the stretch. If you just keep my hands in the same place, my timing should be good. I shouldn't be tipping pitches and two outings in uh, I've seen much better success than, than the first, uh, you know, 15 outings or whatever I've had as a blue Jay. So certainly trending in the right direction. No, let's be honest. Like I'm a raw stripling guy now. And I say this to all my guests. If anyone comes at you on Twitter, I'm going to roast them to come right back at them. Cause you can't say it, but Cooper, let's go into this for you for a second. When you see Ross, I mean, like he was at the start of the year, a little bit struggling here. Would do you like, are you the type of guys could be like, listen, Ross, you're kind of tipping your pitches here. Or do you just kind of stay away from that? <laughs> stay away. It's, it's definitely not my domain. We actually uh, had this set up for maybe this off season for me to see if I can get a hit off Ross. And I haven't, had a bat in my hands in probably 15 years. So I stay out of that. It is interesting, however, to, you know, watch kind of Ross very closely and and see him go through ups and downs in his career, you know, whereas I'm used to being a fan of of my teams. And if I saw a guy going through a down period, like I would be very critical, but I think it's given me a way better perspective to know like, Hey, this just could be something weird that's happening. You can't really explain it. Uh, you know, we got to just kind of ride with the ebbs and flows. So I do think watching Ross kind of uh, over the last several years, it's made me more patient of a sports fan for sure. And do you ever step back? Because I know I get these moments. One, Like, for instance, like humble brag, when Joe Musgrove front of the show threw a no hitter, I kind of got that moment. Like, I can't believe I know this guy. This guy came on the show. Do you ever have that moment with like Ross where it's like, I can't believe my guy right now is pitching for Canada's team or pitching for the Dodgers? absolutely not absolutely not no it it is cool you know what i will say is it's uh 
it's something different that you can talk with your buddy about. Like, you know, most of us kind of live our boring nine to five jobs. So I will say it is interesting, but you know, I don't know. It is, it, I guess at first it was a little weird watching him out there, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of used to turn on the TV and seeing him. It's, it's uh, it is, it is definitely interesting and very cool when we watch, we watch him in the playoffs or when we watched him in the world series, that was kind of a cool moment. Just, you know, as a buddy, I was just excited for him to be in those spots. No, I respect that, man. I mean, that's just, it's just a humble brag to bring up maybe like a pickup line you use at the bar. Like I know Ross Stripling or something like that. I mean, <laughs> if you've done it, I respect it. But Ross, besides the fact, I wanted to bring this up because I bring this up to every Blue Jays guy. Just so you know, I'm the biggest Blue Jays guy on planet Earth. I pissed my pants when the Jays signed George Springer. So a little bit of a background story on that. I tweeted, if the Jays signed George Springer, I will piss my pants on Instagram Live. And I did it. Uh, I just want I just want to mention that to you. So when people ask you who's the biggest Jays guy, you know, just Johnny Junes is going to be the name we're going to be bringing up here. But let's talk about the Canada's team, man. I mean, obviously, when you're playing for the Dodgers, massive fan base, everyone loves them. Everyone knows who the Dodgers are. What was it like for you to get traded to a team that literally has a whole nation behind them? It's pretty awesome, man. You know, and I even haven't even been able to feel the full force of it, right? Because we've been yep. between Dunedin and Buffalo this whole time, you know, and it, it, we're, we're just across the border, man. And I realized that uh, Toronto fans want to come down, but I think you got like a two-week quarantine, yeah. you know, that you get hit with if you just had to go back over the border. So it's like, if you're going to come for a game, you might as well come stay for a whole homestand if you're staring a two-week quarantine when you get home. Um Man, you know, the, the Dodgers, that fan base is incredible. Obviously, you know, they they expect to win, whether you're Lakers, their football teams, or obviously baseball. Like, those those fans want to win. And then you get to the Blue Jays, and, and they want to win too, man. It's just cool to be able to see, um, gosh, like you said, dude, a whole country behind one team is pretty darn awesome. So it's it's been a lot of fun, but we're really hoping to get it to Toronto and get to feel the full uh, strength of, you know, the Blue Jays fans that we just haven't gotten to experience yet, or at least I haven't. And a lot of our team hasn't because they're so young. True. And speaking about that, man, I mean, obviously today's episode comes with a heavy heart. The Leafs are playing in game seven. So I just future me. I'm just going to try to talk future me off the ledge here. If the Leafs have lost, we got the Jays, Johnny. So let's just focus on the Blue Jays. But let's just everyone in this chat. I mean, I need everyone here to pray that the Leafs, by the time this episode drops on Thursday, the Leafs are in the second round. I mean, do you kind of catch yourself watching like the Toronto sports teams like the Leafs or Raptors? Or are you just so dialed in on the Blue Jays? You're talking to me? Yeah, both of you. Me. Both yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. you guys. No, so we, we, um, Man, we were just in, gosh, how can I not even remember where we just were? Oh, Cleveland. We were in Cleveland, and we had that game get rained out where it didn't even rain. That was maybe the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And uh, that timed well with game six. So they had it on in the TV in our food room in the hotel. And and all this, a lot of our staff is Canadian, um, including some Montreal people, but a lot of them are from Toronto. Yep. And they're getting hyped for that game. So when I went down there just expecting to pick up my meal for the night to go back upstairs because I was pitching the next day a day game, I was going to you know just kind of have a mellow evening. They're getting fired up for game six and um, sitting there watching it. And it was, it was I guess it was a 0-0 game heading into the third. Then it was a 2-2 two two game. And then obviously Montreal wins in, in overtime there. Yeah. But, dude, they – as not a hockey guy, I mean, I grew up in Texas. We had the Dallas Stars, but not hockey country at all. So I'm just starting to kind of get my feet wet. I mean, on the big swing, our podcast, I don't think we've talked about hockey one time. So <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly not in our in our arsenal very much. I respect so that. So I will say this, you know, like the you – know, Ross mentioned it. You know, we're from Texas. I'm from Houston. I'm even further south than where Ross is from. And we don't realize, you know, obviously Canada, but we just don't realize that one half of the country is super into hockey in America. We just are so not exposed to that. But 
I've actually found myself a little bit watching some hockey games this uh, this postseason, and it's incredible. Like the, the way that the the uh, substitutions work and everything, where this flow of the game just keeps going, it's it's super fun to watch. Like as a fan, so I'm getting into hockey. I love football. I love basketball, but those are two sports that have a ton of interruptions a ton of stoppages and I have a, a big time appreciation for hockey that it just kind of flows on. I will be honest with you. And I say this all the time on the show. Like when I have a kid, I'm only 23. So hopefully that's down the road. My kids playing hockey. I mean, hockey, hockey is the fastest sport on earth. I don't know if Ross or any of you guys can speak on this. I just think hockey is just electric. I don't know. Obviously I'm a little bit biased with baseball and maybe hockey cause I'm Canadian, but hockey's the sport man i mean hopefully it's it's growing in the u.s and you even saw i don't you guys probably saw it in dallas last year you guys had fans packing the stadium and there was no hockey game going on inside the stadium they're watching it on the jumbotron i've i've always said that watching hockey live is one of my favorite sports experiences ever i mean i've, yep. I've been fortunate to go to a lot of dallas stars games we went to some kings games in la uh, when i was rehabbing tommy john in arizona we could go into a coyotes game for like four bucks and sit in like the third <laughs> row because they were so bad um and, dude, those guys are freaks, man. They're skating backwards faster than I can run forwards, you know? And like you said, the game just flows. And on TV, I can't track the puck, the puck at all. Like, I have no idea where it is. But in person, I'm just, like, all eyes on that puck. And that thing's flying around. The guys are flying around. They're smacking each other, hitting each other. Uh, it's it's an awesome sport, man. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's gaining traction down here in the States. And also one thing with your success, I believe you just had a child, correct? I just want to congratulate you on that. Do you think your dad's strength is just getting far superior? So where you're on the mound, it's just like I'm carving everyone now because I'm not a stats guy, but when you had your second child to your, your last three appearances, you've been absolutely carving. So some people are saying it's a correlation. Would you agree on that? You know what? I wish I could. Uh, at first I wanted it to be, cause we, I had them in spring training or I had them. My wife had them in spring training. <laughs> Um, and was instantly sore in muscles that I've never felt sore before. Like just by the way you hold them, like you're trapped, you got yeah. muscles in your back that you're holding them with. And you're like, Oh man, I'm gonna be throwing 97. And obviously I came out of the gates and I stunk. Right. So, uh, that didn't really translate right away, but, um, you know, starting to have some more success. So maybe I'm starting to get some dad strength, some, some forearm and shoulder and, and trap strength in there that now that he's, you know, putting some weight on it takes and a bit. Uh, really having to work. Yeah. Maybe it takes, that's, maybe it that's takes a it bit of time. And I want to talk about like with both of you, I mean, how did, how nasty is Vladimir Guerrero jr. I mean, I'm watching this guy and if this guy doesn't win the MVP, I might riot. I mean, this guy, what he's doing every day, it's, it's crazy because day in and day out, he's doing this. Like, it's just insane. What, what's it like to just see it firsthand, Cooper? I mean, both of you, what's, how crazy is what he's doing? It's insane. Well, we actually talked about this on our podcast last week. I, I brought him up, and I mentioned, and Ross can touch on this too, but I mentioned how Ross was talking to me in the offseason, sort of off the podcast, and just saying, like, dude, he's in great shape. Like, he looks different. You know, he just looks more agile and, and ready to go. And, and Ross was like, I fully expect this guy to have, like, a, a massive breakout season. And, and we're seeing it before our eyes, like, I think with him getting in, in proper shape, like this is a very sustainable thing for him to continue to be great for the next several years. So, uh, but yeah, Ross kind of called it early on. I just think there's a few guys in the world where when you're in the box, the game is just slow, you know, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, but at a young age, I would say like Juan Soto and now Vladdy Jr. are the two youngest guys that I've ever seen where the game never speeds up. They're never fooled. At some point in the bat, they're going to hit a ball 110 miles an hour. It's just going to happen. And you hope they pull it foul or you hope they hit it straight on the ground because he, he's just on everything you throw, man. Uh, and I think that's just because everything looks like a grapefruit flying at him. Like he's just 
you know, his dad's probably been slinging balls at him since he was in diapers. And he's just used to seeing velocity and stuff like that from a very young age. And I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's, you're seeing it now because last year, you know, guys kind of got off the bandwagon or what did we say? Or the wagon, the they wagon, got off the wagon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, earlier uh, or last year. And now they're, they're just funneling back on because you know, it, it last year was weird, man. A lot of people throw that out the window. It was a weird year. So now he's shown what he is and who he is. And, and I'm with you, man. I mean, MVP front runner as good as anybody in baseball right now. It's, it's amazing to watch. And those people that were like talking shit about Vladdy his previous two years. I mean, the kid was like 20 years old. Like, I mean, what do you expect? It's just crazy to me that like the, especially in the Toronto sports media, you see it a lot with like the hockey players, but Vladdy was so hyped going into his rookie season. And then people are just talking, saying Vladdy's going to be a bust, all that kind of shit after two years. And last year was so weird. You guys had to play in Buffalo, which is a minor league facility, minor league field. You don't get as much access to stuff like you guys have, obviously, at the Rogers Center. But it's just crazy to me that people are like legitimately were just writing him off after his first two years. But who's who would you say is like the best hitter you ever played with, Ross? Like the most impressive hitter? Played with? Yeah. Uh, good question. Um uh, forever it would have been Seeger, but I do think it's probably Mookie Betts now. Um, they're both kind of in an echelon by themselves. Even like a Justin Turner is such a phenomenal hitter. Um, but Muncie, you always talked about his, Muncie like, too, man. The, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so spoiled from my time in LA. I mean, even go back to like Adrian Gonzalez, who was oh, yeah. unbelievable hitter, just like pure hitter, but Mookie to me, you know, when you stand next to him, he's all about five, nine. I mean, he's definitely athletic looking, but you wouldn't think like kind of if you were ever to meet Dustin Pejoria, like, dude, there's no way this guy could hit a ball 400 feet, but the way that his body moves and the way that he moves his barrel through the zone, he hits the ball and it has like perfect backspin every time. If you want to get into analytics, like nobody backspins a ball better than Mookie Betts and talking about a guy that never gets fooled. He never gets fooled. I mean, he just feels like he's on every pitch that you throw and, um, and then you go plug him into a lineup like that with the Dodgers. I mean, it's just borderline unfair. unfair. It's unfair. Yeah. yeah. I remember last year, Ross, when we, when I went to spring training and you know, you, the Dodgers had just signed Mookie. And I remember sitting there watching him hit for a little bit and you're right. He's not like an imposing guy, but what was obvious that like you mentioned it, the way his body moved was just different from the other guys out there. And I think, you know, you mentioned he doesn't get fooled and that's probably because he's super smart and the game's slow to him, but also, like his body can function and contort in ways that most guys couldn't. And he can recover on pitches that he may have missed coming out of the hand. So, but that was like obvious when I was watching compared to the other guys it was like, Oh, okay. He's just like a superior athlete than most people on the field. Yep. For sure. And going into, I mean, I'm a big guy, like I'm an off field analytics guy. And two things that I always bring up to pitchers are is maybe, I mean, Cooper come with this Ross, have you ever thought about becoming a smelling salt guy? Are you ripping smelling salts before you step on the mound? Maybe Cooper can back me up on this. I think it's just a great look when I see my pitcher rip a smelling salt in the bullpen and step onto the mound. Have you ever thought about becoming a smelling salt guy? So I'm more of a smelling salts guy on non-pitch days. I'm, wow. I'm fired up. I'm fired up enough on pitch days. I don't need wow. to launch a Red Bull or pre-workout or smelling salts, but that day after, like maybe you pitched a night game and the next day is a day game and you're tired from pitching the night before and you're, you know, you're out there like 1255 getting ready for that first pitch. I'll launch, I'll launch some, what it's ammonia, right? Yeah. You just say smell. Yeah. Yeah. You crack those yeah. things, crack like four of them in a cup and you like waft it up wow. in there, man. You're yeah. You're wide awake. That Bueller is the only guy I've ever seen between every inning. will uh, do the smelling salts right before he steps out on the field every inning. I think the smelling salts are just as much for you as it is for the rest of the squad. Like I remember in college, we, we went through a little phase before you would go out and just 
rip a smelling salt before a long night of drinking. And where do you buy I think them? it just I think it just raised raised Stoke with the whole squad. I think we just bought them on Amazon or yeah, something. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon yeah, available. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think I think it was a good morale booster for sure. And the second thing, I mean, how, obviously you guys are close. Have you discussed like what Ross's walkout song is going to be when he steps foot at the Rogers Center? Because I need something here that's going to get me going. I'm going to be like four or five White Claws, Molson Canadians deep. I want Ross Stripling to get the boys going here. Have you guys like brainstormed what what he's going to be playing on the Rogers Center speakers? I'll tell you, I have not had this conversation since he's been on the Blue Jays. But if it's not a Toronto or a Canadian-based artist, then I'm going to yep. be very upset with him. That's a good That's a good point, yeah. Right now I'm rocking uh, Justin Timberlake, Like I Love You. It's not my favorite, <laughs> but it does kind of get the crowd going. It's it's definitely, uh, you know, a pop hit for sure. But, I, yeah, if, once I get in the Rogerson, I'll have to change it up, go with uh, Coop. Maybe I imagine you want me – yeah, I mean, I'm more of a Biebs guy than a Drake guy, no doubt. Wow. Um, but, I, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably take a poll, maybe put it on the gram or on Twitter and see what the, see what the people want. Yeah, there's definitely – My vote right now is What's Next by Drake. That would be yeah. a good spot because What's Next was most likely going to be a strikeout, but um, that's, that's <laughs> probably what's next. But we'll, we'll tee it up with a little Drake first. And, and honestly, man, you, Drake is – you can never go wrong with Drake because I say this all the time on the pod. I remember when Jose Bautista was here and obviously the Jays were a wagon playoff team. His walk-up song was Trophies by drake yeah. and you want to talk about you want to talk about electric and then you had jo- josh donaldson who was in the air tonight by phil collins i mean holy shit just those two guys back to back gets me going i always think about the off-field stuff and i'm just trying to help ross out because i'm a ross stripling guy now like i said anyone comes out you they're dead to me so i'm just trying i'm just thinking about ross stripling now mm-hmm. but coop i mean what, what are your thoughts right now on on um the high strikeout percentage going on right now in the game of baseball. You have all these old heads on Twitter saying hitters suck, launch angle this, launch angle that. And it's honestly pissing me off when people say that stuff. I just think pitchers are getting way better. But what are your thoughts on that? I think it's both. I think pitchers are getting way better. But And I think me and Ross have talked about this. Like the, the accelerant for pitchers getting better is just higher than what a batter can get better right now. I think like we're almost reaching our peak with batters, but also it's the approach of the batter right now. You know, guys aren't trying to just get the barrel on the ball right now and get, get on base. They're looking for home runs or strikeouts. So I think the combination of like, okay, now everyone that comes out of the pin is now throwing a hundred. And at the same time, most guys aren't looking to just get a single and get on base. They're looking to go yard, and if they don't, they're probably going to strike out. So uh, I, I would say it's a combination of both. But I do, I do miss, you know, sort of some of the older stuff. You know, home runs are, are incredible. Obviously, we all love them. But I also like, you know, guys on base, moving runners, all that type of stuff. I, I think the game misses a little bit of that for sure. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, I'm on the fence with it, man. I mean, I'm. Uh, you can call me like a uh, – God, I don't know what it's called. But I, I truly think that at one point, like last year or the year before, the baseballs were juiced. Maybe, Ross, you could speak on that. Like, do you think the baseballs were juiced, man? Because I would see pop flies from just random guys like eight-hole hitters, and they would be in the second deck. So I, I don't know if maybe the baseballs were juiced or those guys just have pop at that specific moment. But what are your thoughts on that? I guess you got to say that because the MLB came out and said – the balls have been de-juiced that they must have been <laughs> juiced. Right. I mean, that's just kind of the logic behind that. And, and I mean, they put out some study where like the balls are made in Costa Rica and it's totally depend on weather, climate and rain and all that, that goes into the leather and like this kind of like weird thing that they put out. And that was just a, an anomaly of a year or whatever, who knows, man. Um, but yeah, you know, I would, I would say that the balls seem different than they were just a year or two ago, but 
if you're going to say they're de-juiced, that means that they were at one point juiced. Like, it, was, there, <laughs> was there a specific moment when you pitched or even in those two seasons where you gave up a hit and you were like, man, what the heck? Like, this ball is like a pop fly. Like, do you, like, do you, is there a moment that really sticks out to you where, like, you caught the juice? You were pitching with a maximum juiced baseball. Was it that Fernando Tatis homer, Ross? No, that's a homer. <laughs> that's a homer with any ball anywhere, anytime. Um, gosh, good question. I'm sure I'll think of one the second we hang up, but nothing, nothing, nothing off my head right now, man. Sorry. No, I mean, lately, I mean, you've been getting, we'll just say this because I'm a Ross Shipman guy. I'm going to say in the last, your last two, three outings, you've been pitching with juiced baseballs. You've just been that good. That's the narrative <laughs> that I'm going to start for you going on here. But and you mentioned Fernando Tatis. I mean, we talked about Vladdy. How crazy is this, what, what this dude's doing, man? You saw that home run he hit on, like, I believe Saturday or Sunday where it legit went over the train tracks in Houston. I mean, yeah. how, how insane, like, obviously you're league watching. How insane is it to just see what this dude is doing right now, man? It's crazy. Dude, he's almost too athletic for his own good. I mean, he slides into second base and ends up doing the splits. He dodges a, you know, what is almost like a back foot slider and does the splits in the box. Um, I mean, he's just, he's a freak, you know, and we're in a really cool period in baseball right now where we got Soto, Acuna, Vlad Jr. and Tatis all in like their low 20s, just doing extraordinary things and all pretty different players and really good at different things. But Tatis is the one I know a couple of weeks ago on our podcast, Cooper said Acuna is the face of baseball. And then the next week I said, I think it's actually Tatis. Um, like Acuna hits a lot of home runs. He does a lot of really amazing things, but Tatis is like, uh, I want to say like Dr. J, right. When like people used to go to basketball games back in the day and you just expected Dr. J to do something ridiculous, something stupid. He was the first guy that was dunking balls like crazy. He was doing those like behind the, backboard stuff and laying it up on the other side like you go and buy a ticket to a Padres game because you expect to see Tatis do something outrageous whether it's yeah. hit a 450 homer or do the splits when he steals second base like it's that's crazy. what you expect and it's wild man it's insane it's insane and then and for both of you two I there's a new rule going on this year that's always happened obviously it didn't happen last year it's with the pitchers hitting Everyone roasts me for it. I kind of like it. I think it's hilarious. I think it just adds some funny aspect to the game. And then you have a guy like Yanoa who's just hitting grand slams who apparently couldn't hit soft toss in spring training. What are your guys' thoughts on having pitchers be able to hit? I love it. I need to see a Ross Stripling AB in a Blue Jays uniform ASAP. It happened. I, I, not I, don't, I, need it. To, I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it? <laughs> I, no, absolutely not. I've seen it enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody. I, was, I was actually i was excited when ross went to the al so i would have to stop watching him hit i love it yeah it's it man the only reason i like it is now that i've done both is it just presents so much more strategy into the game the al is so much here are my nine best players i'm going to put them out there and they're going to probably rock all nine innings versus the nl is defensive replacements when do i hit for the pitcher all those more strategic things that come into play in the national league and I think it's good for baseball. I think it's good to have the difference in the leagues. But at the same time, I understand that people aren't buying tickets to come watch Ross Stripling try and sack bunt. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's not putting people in the, in the stands. Yeah, I guess you can look at it from both things. And then it also takes a job away from a guy, right? I mean, there's probably a guy in the minor that's like, a, that could be a DH or just a, um, a platoon guy that could probably hit better than let's just say no offense Ross Stripling you know what I mean so I guess so. I guess when I guess when you look at it that way but a couple more things here I, obviously you guys have to do that Calvin, you guys are actually interviewing Calvin Biggio for the big swing podcast I correct yes sir correct Legend. yeah it'll be out on Wednesday 
Legend. Yeah. Okay, actually, okay, so it'll be out by the time people are listening to this. So just so people just make a little note. Listen to the Calvin Biggio, then listen to this on Thursday. You got two things going back to back for you. But I wanted to actually talk about Calvin Biggio. Obviously, he was struggling a little bit at the start of the year, and he's kind of picking it, or he was picking it up, looking better. What's it like playing with Calvin? I mean, I've heard stories that this guy is just a big league presence in the clubhouse. He knows how to act because he grew up in clubhouses. What's your time been like with Calvin? So I've known Kevin for a long time because we've worked out together in Houston. We're both, you know, Texas guys. So I've, I've known that Kevin has a really good head on his shoulders for a long time. And then you get into a locker room and you see it every day, you know, between him, Bo Bichette and Vladdy Jr. Like you can just tell they're raised around the game. I mean, they just have demeanor in the locker room that most guys takes 10 years to, to figure out. And they have it, you know, in their low to mid twenties. Um, but Kevin specifically, man, he just he's he just works really hard. He understands his swing. He has such a good approach. Uh, he leads basically is at the top of the league and walks every year since he's been in the big leagues. Um, you can move him around every position in the in the in the field, and he's going to play it at a good level. So I mean, he's he's just an asset for any baseball team. And um, you know, it'll be interesting when he gets back and we get George in there. What our lineup will look like, but we need lefty bats, and um, you know, we feel comfortable putting him in there anywhere. Cooper, are you a Jays guy now? You a Jays fan now? Because I, I don't know if you're a Houston Astros guy, but we got to bring you over to the ship. You got to hop on the bandwagon before it gets too late. I hop on the strip wagon wherever strip goes. That's that's my baseball fandom. No, I I, um, I actually had been to a multiple Jays games before Ross was on the Jays because I go to Toronto for work a couple times a year. So yeah, I had actually had some Jays merchandise before, and I actually have a Leafs jersey. So I'm a big Toronto guy. <laughs> i love that man so you're just dialed yeah. in with the scene here and obviously i'm so have you guys been hearing anything ross about when you guys will be playing in toronto or anything like that i know the government obviously we're not open here and stuff like that but are you guys just kind of just getting ready to play in buffalo now yeah well we're, we're in buffalo now you know so our game june 1st I, I don't remember when you said this podcast is coming out by yeah. the time anybody listens i think we'll have already played at least one or two games in buffalo um, you know, so we're, we're here for at least the short term. Everyone expects to be here through the all-star break. And then after that, we're not sure. We were really hoping that the hockey stuff would work out a little better than it has. We were hoping they would let, you know, we saw some fans in Montreal, but it sounds like still no fans in Toronto. No, there's 500 um, fans of just frontline workers today. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> so then, um, but also didn't they just extend the border where Americans can't get over until September? Really? Oh, something like you that. just broke my heart with that. I have no so idea. These are rumors. Don't quote me on that, but that's that. Those are the rumblings going through the locker room. So, you know, no one seems to be super optimistic at this point, which is a bummer, but um, there's still a lot of people holding out hope that we'll be there, you know, maybe August, but September, hopefully for sure. And Cooper, you got to back me up on this because you're a Toronto guy. Obviously you've been to the city and you've probably seen the blue Jays when they were a wagon at the Rogers center. We got to get Ross Stripling embracing the Josh Donaldson throwing up the six when he has a good outing or just showing love to the city, because you obviously see it with Josh Donaldson. Cooper, can you be an advocate for that for me? Maybe discuss it on the podcast of Ross Stripling throwing up the six after a good outing, letting the how Toronto you, fans know he's there. Right there. How do you throw it? Like you do two threes? Two threes. It's just, it's oh. just, yeah, there it is. You throw that up, right. I guarantee you, you'll break the internet. I will guarantee you the people will get it going. But anyways, fellas, you can listen. You can catch their podcast on all platforms, I believe. Is that correct? All platforms? Yes. The, the Big Swing Podcast. Uh, uh, my, it was a pleasure to have you guys on, man. You guys are electric. Wish we had more time here, but it's fine. Uh, we'll, 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 we're gonna, you're going to become reoccurring guests here. That's what we'll do. You'll be reoccurring guests on the show. Listen to their podcast. They're both electric people. Ross Stripling, I'm excited to see what you do, man. I'm fired up for your future. It's been getting me going a little bit watching you pitch lately, so keep doing your thing, man. 
John, thanks a lot, dude. You're full of energy, man. This is a lot of fun. The more, like I said, it's the bios, the most electric baseball podcast on the planet. Everyone says, everyone thinks I'm on drugs, something like that. I'm just excited to be doing this, man. I hit 185 in Juco. So this is just a pleasure to have two legends on the show. So I appreciate you guys, man. Sweet, man. All right, man. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>